0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Sports Radio 92.7 FNC. Welcome into the 1 o'clock hour on the Nick Wilson Show. Coming up, Dimitri Ravanos of Barrett Sports Media. He thinks the ACC... Is screwed. We'll get his thoughts on that. He's also an avid NCAA video game fan, the college football video game. So we'll talk with him uh, about that. Uh, in the meantime, if you missed any of the first four hours, okay, this is math is tough. All right. I've had a long day. I'm very emotionally tired from uh, hyping up Baker Mayfield. The first three hours of the show, WFNZ.com for the full hours, bits, and interviews. But as we go into the fourth hour here, we did just put up the five key questions. I'd like to thank Don Wright on Twitter at Nick Wilson says for saying uh, a seven and seven is a real grown man drink. Better yet crown and seven. Uh, I've had both. I like both. If I see the problem is like, I do wish there was a cocktail and people just tell me just drink uh liquor straight. um, that's dangerous for Big Daddy. Where I'm at with my diet, having a sweeter cocktail actually stops me from overindulging because it's so sweet that it kind of, it's like, satisfies my sweet tooth without without also driving me headfirst into getting drunk off my ass. But uh, Crown and Seven, it's not very sweet, but it gets you drunk off your ass. We also did, Hacksaw made, um, it was the peach... The peach crown and, oh, man, he mixed something with it. He mixed mixed some kind of juice with peach crown, and it was so smooth, it was deadly. Uh, The fact that all four of us survived the cabin this year when that drink floating around the ether was a modern miracle. In the meantime... Baker Mayfield's a Carolina Panther. The latest here is he and his wife, Emily, should be landing here shortly this afternoon in Charlotte. I have offered to chauffeur chauffeur them around the town. I've not heard back from the Mayfield camp. Uh, I also have uh, offered to let him stay in my house. I also have not heard back on the Mayfield camp. But I think it's interesting. We had Joe Personal on the Panthers' beat reporter for The Athletic at 1220. It's up on WFNZ.com if you want to go ahead and listen to that. But I asked him, where do you set the bar for success for this deal? Because the bar for every deal really depends on what did you give up for that player and what are the expectations. I think the best thing you can say about this is literally nobody has expectations for the Carolina Panthers. Pro Football Focus has them ranked 27th in power rankings, and you didn't give up Diddley Squad for Baker Mayfield. You gave up less for Baker Mayfield, who's been a better quarterback the first four years of his career than Sam Darnold, who was a worse quarterback through the first three years of his career when you acquired him. So for me, a successful, what I, I've mentioned the word stability a lot today. And I think that word, that, I don't know if that means anything to you, but stabilizing to me means you go out there every week, at the very least, you don't hurt your your team's chances to win more often than not, and you can just play something close to a full season. I Teddy Bridgewater get missing a, a part of the season, even though it was a small part of the season. I don't think helped the Panthers team stop their schneid. Even though even though P.J. Walker got the win against Detroit two years ago, there is a value of having a quarterback that is a known quantity that you know can just go out there and play for 17 games. Last year, as bad as Sam was, when he, after the injury came down and he he had already gotten benched after Atlanta, as bad as that was, as bad as he was playing, the Panthers having to pivot to P.J. Walker, and then after that to to Cam Newton, and then after that back to P.J., and after that back to Sam – Nothing kills competitiveness for a team quicker than having to juggle quarterbacks in the middle of the season. It's why this whole plan in Seattle of uh, Drew Locke versus Geno Smith is just patently stupid, unless the plan is to lose on purpose. So for me, given that they gave up either a fourth round pick, and it's only going to be a fourth round pick if Baker plays more than 70% of the snaps this year or a fifth-round pick in 2024, the first way that it can be a successful deal for for the the Carolina Panthers is that Baker Mayfield turns that conditional fifth-round pick into a fourth-rounder. I don't know inevitably. I still don't think we know what the true ceiling of Baker Mayfield is. Is he Kirk Cousins level good? Is he Ryan Tannehill level good? Is he... You know, can he be a top 10, top eight quarterback? I, I don't know. Four years in, I think he elevated a bad organization. I, but I also think he has some physical limitations. So those are all fair points to be made. But when we set the bar for success for this deal, Baker Mayfield stabilizing the Panthers and being able to play 15 or more games this year, being able to play a full season, that's a success. 'Cause they're paying him back back up money. So winning winning this made up quarterback competition, which should be I don't want to say easy, because I don't know if it what's really in Matt Rule's heart. I don't know if this is the I don't know if this is Matt Rule's last attempt to start a fire under the buttocks of Sam Darnold. He's trying to take edgy Sam Darnold and turn him into enraged Sam Darnold. I don't know. I don't know that we can trust Matt Rule to do the right and smart thing. All those things are fair because of the decision-making that he's shown us in the first two years. I hope. I hope we can. I got hope today. I, I'm selling hope. When the last time you heard me sell hope about the Carolina Panthers? It's been a long and lonely winter. But when we get into this idea of the bar for success, it's really low. Because what they paid for Baker Mayfield is really low. If all if all Baker does is go out and play 17 games, and the Panthers are competitive, eight and nine, nine and eight, seven and ten, if they're just better than they were last year with Baker Mayfield, given that they only gave up a fourth or fifth round pick in five million dollars, that's where the success begins. So anything above that, guys, is 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 icing on the cake. Baker goes out and makes a Pro Bowl, it's icing on the cake. I think it's a possibility, too, by the way. A lot of of quarterbacks in the AFC, not a lot of quarterbacks in the NFC. You win this year? Uh, What was it? I can't remember who had the odds on this, but uh, one of the betting outlets, it might have been Bovada, saying Baker is a 10-to-1 favorite to win comeback player of the year. That icing on the cake. Looking even farther than that. Winning any more than seven or eight games this year is icing on the cake. Not because Baker isn't capable of that. Guys, he won the first road playoff game in Cleveland since Bill Belichick and Bernie Kosar were all the rage in Cleveland. You can win a playoff game in a road playoff game without your head coach in your rival stadium in Cleveland? You do that in Cleveland... With that organization, where they were when he showed up, he, he might as well be the magic man. We might as well build a statue of his ass now, if you can do that in Cleveland three years in, to the most dysfunctional situation in the NFL. And I don't think the dysfunction's done in Cleveland, if you saw the way they handled Baker's exit. It was punitive, it was sloppy, and they tried to embarrass him, and instead, they embarrassed themselves. But we talk a lot in this town about how, um, how the national media ignores us. And, and that's, a, that's a real thing. In terms of small market teams, over the last 20 years, the Carolina Panthers have had a hell of a lot more success than the Cleveland Browns. And they talk a lot more about the Browns. Good, bad, and indifferent. They talk a lot about the Cleveland Browns on national radio, on national TV. They don't do a lot of that for the Carolina Panthers. Same with Jacksonville. New Orleans was this way for a really long time. There's about 10 small markets in America that just don't get pub unless things are exceptionally bad or exceptionally good. It's the only way you can break through. For, for specific markets like Carolina, that actually favors you. If, if Baker's mid and the Panthers are mid... Guys, no one's going to criticize the Carolina Panthers because they're going to look at it and say, I only gave up a $5 million and a day two or day three pick. Okay, cool. Nothing earned, nothing lost. I am, I am standing for the Carolina Panthers today. I think Baker can be good enough. Uh, Shaked saying, wrong, my friend. Baker only led the Panthers to... I have no idea what the hell this means. Only lead the Panthers to seven or nine games won't be a success in my opinion. That's what we're asking. What is the bar for success for Baker in Carolina? Play 17 games. Let's start that. Let's start 15 or more games, which would be the most games any Panthers quarterback has played since Cam Newton, I think before the first shoulder injury. I should probably fact check that if I'm going to talk about it on air. But I think the other part of success with Baker Mayfield is long term. I think the stakes of this deal blowing up like yesterday because I still people on I still have a lot of people that follow me. Uh, At Nick Wilson says on Twitter, from Cleveland, and obviously working here, I've got a fair amount of followers from uh, from Charlotte and the Carolinas. And I threw out this question because the reaction was so interesting to Baker Mayfield being traded to Carolina. I said, who will end up regretting the Baker Mayfield deal? The only way to me you regret the Baker Mayfield deal here is if he gets beat up by Sam Darnold and doesn't play very much, if he gets injured and can't play very much, or if he just flat out is as bad as Sam was last year. I don't think any one of those three things are in the premium of possibilities that could happen. I think Cleveland I think Cleveland put themselves behind the eight ball. Now listen, if Deshaun Watson plays week one here and outduels Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield throws three interceptions, believe me, the intermediate, the immediate perception of Baker Mayfield is going to be tough here. But I think we saw this with Sam last year. Three games in, people were ready to anoint Sam Darnold a franchise quarterback. I'm talking about not winning the deal in October. I'm talking about winning the deal next year. Winning the deal long term. Winning it it today, I think you already did. You got a starting quarterback better than anybody you've had since the first eight games of 2018 from Cam Newton. You got the best quarterback you've had in five years. And then you got him for dirt cheap. Play a bunch of games. Stabilize the position. Long-term, guys, this could end up going down as one of the the best moves in Panthers history. And that's pretty simple. Be what Alex Smith was to the Kansas City Chiefs. Be a guy who you're going to pay a little bit of money to. I don't think there's anything in the next two years where you're going to see Baker Mayfield get... million a year. But you are going to have to pay him at some point if he's going to be a quarterback for longer than a year. But be a guy you're going to pay a little bit of money to who gets you to multiple playoff appearances who help Matt Rule learn how to win in the NFL because Matt Rule needs it. And whether it's three years down the road, six years down the road, eight years down the road, you can hand off Unless he becomes a franchise quarterback, you hand it off to a kid who is. The Mahomesian situation. What, what? quite frankly, San Francisco is trying to pull off with Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. That's what this can be. And oh, by the way, you got him for cheaper than Kansas City? Got Alex Smith. You got him for cheaper than... San Francisco got, for, got Jimmy Garoppolo for. The Panthers needed a little bit of luck. They needed something to go their way. Baker Mayfield for a fourth-round pick or a fifth-round pick and $5 million, that's the kind of break. Lucky organizations, and that's what winning starts with, a little bit of luck, things going your way. Carolina Panthers finally got a break. They got a really good quarterback, a good enough quarterback for dirt cheap. Where do you set the bar for success for the Carolina Panthers in Baker Mayfield in year one? Dimitri Bravado, Spirit Sports Media. He joins us next. We're going to get into why he thinks the ACC is screwed on Sports Radio 92.7 FNC. Sports Radio 92.7 FNC. Welcome back to the Nick Wilson Show. Uh, the Nick pick coming up in just about 20 minutes there. Sad news to pass along. Uh, James Caan has uh, passed away at the age of 82, according to a tweet sent out by his family, um, to which Itty Bitty Fitty said, who is James Kahn? Um, I'm going to put this in terms you might understand. He was the dad from Elf. Does that make it better for you? Yes. Okay. And if James Caan were here and he heard me describe him that way, he'd kick the crap out of me. Uh, James Kahn is one of the few Hollywood tough guys. He, he got arrested. It was my favorite thing because I was looking over his Wikipedia. He got arrested in 1994 because a L.A. rap artist accused him of pulling a gun on him. So 1994, L.A. rappers were afraid of James Kahn. That's all you need to know about James Kahn, the godfather, uh, amongst other things. The the rain people, these are uh, godfather part d Rollerball Brian song. Good God. Uh, but James Con passed away also, uh, in the world of college athletics and realignment, there's some dude who's got a swimming blog or something like that has a report about North Carolina, Florida state, Clemson and Virginia negotiating, to join the sec. Doesn't seem that credible to me, but it seems like people in ACC and sec country are losing their ever loving mind over this. Uh, doesn't look credible. I'll just say that. But uh, more on all that in our, as we as we mentioned the thing about uh, college uh, college athletics realignment. Our next guest, uh, a, a friend of the program. I want to get that out of the way right away. But he has a article out right now saying, and the headline is: So the ACC is screwed, right? Dimitri Ravanos, of Barrett Sports Media. Welcome to the show, buddy.
2: Thank you. First of all, let me defend the honor of Papa Elf. James Kahn was the biological father in Elf. Uh, Bob Newhart was that young man's dad.
1: That's, you know what? Uh, it's not about who helps create you. It's about who raises you. I was being insensitive to all the stepdads out there. Yes. To Papa Elf, to Bob Newhart, to all the step papas out there, we salute you. Uh, I, I, you know what? We'll start on James Con since you mentioned it. What is your favorite James Con performance?
2: I mean, it's got to be The Godfather, right? Like it's—it's it's interesting. I actually think he is pretty wonderful in Elf, and that should not be overlooked. But I think that maybe it is because of how far you go between his best performance, and the end of his career. And every act- actor, I think, falls into this. I think Michael Kane is unfortunately in this downward spiral right now of as you get closer to the end of your career, people look back over the IMDb and start to go, oh, he was have been a lot more crap than he was good. Uh, but with Khan, like, the good was so good. How do, you, how do you begrudge him for doing Back in the Game on CBS?
1: Uh, pretty easily I'd also say that James <laughs> Khan James Khan since like nineteen ninety eight has just been James Khan the acting stopped yeah. and he was just James Khan uh respectfully may he rest in peace and hopefully not come back and vecna me in my sleep because I've said those things uh let's get to your piece here Dimitri for Bad sports media so uh I don't think anybody's going to disagree with you, but do you consider the ACC screwed with way way uh, college football realignment or college athletic realignment is going?
2: Uh, yes, but it's probably not immediate. Um, I think that we are going to see the day that Duke and UNC recognize that the path forward is not in the conference they have called home for so long. And when that happens, you know, this is sort of the point of my piece. Like, if fans have their theories and way of valuing things but if you look at this from a brand and business perspective when North Carolina and Duke basketball are gone what are the pillars of that conference I mean Clemson is very good at football they've been very good at football for about five minutes Florida State was at one point considered a traditional power I think the further we get away from Bobby the more we start to think hey maybe that was about Bobby Miami might be on the verge of something again. You know, the nation will care when Miami cares about Miami. Like, I just don't think outside of Duke in North Carolina, uh, there is a national brand you can prop yourself up on. Even if Notre Dame came into the conference as a full-time member, that gives the ACC one major brand, whereas, you know, the big two right now, the SEC and the Big Ten, have multiple. Like, I just don't see how the ACC competes in the long term.
1: I think that's interesting because it feels like the ACC, the Big 12, and the Pac-12. It does feel like one of them is going to survive as we know it and it just feels like who's going to be able to gobble up the most brands that might might at least keep you in the conversation with the Big 10 in the SEC. So, looking at teams not in the ACC already or that could join like Notre Dame, you know, is is in some way Notre Dame in the ACC but like outside of them joining in football and teams that aren't in the big Ten in sec, what other brands do you think could, could help the ACC more than just prolong this thing and drag it out and truly maybe get on the other side of success here?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think the reason that I look at so much value in Duke and North Carolina is because in terms of football, there's only one true needle mover left and that's Notre Dame. Like after that, you know, again, we run into the same problem as with Clemson. Like, Oregon's been good for about five minutes, and, and their fan base really doesn't extend beyond Oregon, at least in a significant way. I don't know that any of those three conferences uh, have a brand that is going to bring enough national prominence that could sustain the ACC. I think, you know what, my my answer here might surprise you, but if you are talking about football brands, honest to God, Nick, like I think the healthiest one in these three conferences might be BYU. Like they have a national following. They have a tradition. They have all of the things that Notre Dame has with the Catholic church. They have with the Mormon church. Like that might be the only thing you can count on in terms of mass appeal, national appeal for any school that is not currently aligned with the SEC or the big 10.
1: Dimitri Ravanos of uh, Barrett Sports Media talking about his piece, which if you guys haven't read it, I, I just retweeted it uh, earlier this hour. You can also check him out on the Twitter machine as I stall to find it, at Dimitri Rivanos. Uh, Dimitri, one more because then I want to get into your obsession with the college football uh, video game as well. Yeah. If we're just talking about the health of college athletics, and the health specifically of college football, do you think long run, in the long run, is it best that there's just a power two and everybody else, like it's this, the Big Ten, and the SEC, or do you think more big, powerful conferences, a power three or a power four, is the better road for the health of college football?
2: Nick, this is why you make the big bucks, because this is a great transition into the video game conversation. Yes. What... What college football really needs is something to make people outside of the I-85 corridor care about the sport with the passion that all of us in this in this particular part of the country do. And I think that a healthy, uh, competitive West Coast conference being gone is going to be a problem in the long term. I mean, if you think back to the earliest days of this century when you had the Pete Carroll machine at USC and Oregon was very good and Cal was very good and UCLA was at least reliable. Like that is when this sport sort of achieved its peak of popularity nationally. I think that these mega programs are not necessarily a death knell for the sports national popularity, but it isn't great that your three best programs are within a four hour drive of one another in Tuscaloosa, Athens, and Clinton.
1: Now in addition to his work on Barrett Sports Media, Dimitri also hosts with uh, with his guy Archie Shea, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, it is Dynasty Mode, and it is all about. Uh, everything to do with the college football NCAA video game. So just uh, cause you and I have had many text experiences about this when they bring back the NCAA football video game in one year's time, what is something you would like to see added?
2: Only one thing or Four. 20.
1: Uh, we got time.
2: I was about to say, tell Kyle he's gotten the day off. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> I think that the biggest thing I want to see is I want to see them incorporate something like the NBA 2K games have, which is a story mode. I mean, how many of us playing that game made up the story of our rise through the coaching ranks in our head? I think that to have a story mode that sees you have to not just recruit, not just win games, but also glad hand boosters. Also deal with kids entering the transfer portal. Like that is the level of realism the game is missing and desperately needs when it comes back.
1: You and I have talked about this. I really want an athletic director mode. Basically, it's like athletic. owner owner mode in, in Madden where I just can't be fired.
2: Yeah, do you remember, um, I don't know if you were ever a PC gamer uh, of sorts, but do you remember, uh, was it called Football Manager? Where basically like, you did everything in the Premier League, but play the games. You yep. set the lineups. You made the uh, you made the transactions, all that kind of stuff. Dude, I love those kind of games. I absolutely would love to be the athletic director at my alma mater, the University of Alabama, and have my uh, job security plummet when I insist on changing the uniforms.
1: I just really want to be the Phil Knight. Give me the booster side of things. Give me. The, let me be the Phil Knight of Bowling Green State University and see where I can take that mother. I can't say it's all the way to the top. Follow this man on Twitter yeah. at Dimitri Ravanos, And again, check out his piece on why the ACC could very well be screwed on Barrett dot And do not forget to check out if you love the game of uh, NCAA sports N- or sorry, NCAA football. It is coming back. Check out the dynasty mode podcast everywhere. You get your podcast, Dimitri honored that you would grace the program. My guy appreciate you.
2: Can I just give you one quick thing tying both of those things together coming up on, uh, on this week's Dynasty vote?
1: I'll allow it.
2: If we go to two mega conferences in college football, I think it's pretty realistic that we end up getting two college football video games where each one pretends the other league did not exist.
1: Ah, so like uh, circa 95 when you had to go to <laughs> Tuscaloosa?
2: That's right. Uh, back with well, see, you always had Alabama, but if it was like say Alabama and LSU, it was always Alabama versus Baton Rouge.
1: That okay? You might have you might have found the one way that I can just completely rage against. I just want one great college football game. That's all I want. Dimitri, you're the best, buddy. Thank you. All right, Dick. Thanks, buddy. Dimitri Rivanos there, Barrett Sports Media. And again, because I've seen a few people send this in, uh, the the Braden Keith uh, report uh, is saying North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, Virginia are all negotiating to join the SEC. ESPN is trying to void their TV deal with the ACC. Um, again, he is a swimming blogger. I'm mean, going mean, to give you where he, I'm going to give you the name of his website right now. It's, Swim Swam News. I'm going to say that again. It's Swim Swam News. So while Swim Swam News guy could absolutely end up being right, there's a chance that he's right by complete accident. I thought uh, somebody who's credible, Braden Gall, joined us at uh, 1140 today. And he did a great job of explaining the next turf war between the Big Ten and and the SEC that I think really allows you to understand. It's it is about brands, it is about footpath, but he kind of tied in the recruiting importance. So check that out on WFNZ.com. Uh, the, the full interview with Braden Gall, because I thought he did a really good Braden Keith, I have no idea. He's from Swim Swam News. That feels like you or I got drunk and made it up, and then people just started following that account. I don't know about Braden Keith. That being said, if, if if the SEC did join, get or Virginia, North Carolina, and Florida State and Clemson did join the SEC, I don't know there's really a lot of moves left for the Big Ten to be able to catch, quote unquote, that kind of brandage. That, I mean, Miami, Notre Dame, and Oregon would be pretty good, but man, that would be ferocious if that's where the SEC fell there. Uh, final segment of the show coming up, including is it finally time for itty bitty fitty to get his comeuppance? Sports Radio ninety two seven FNC. Sports Radio ninety two seven FNC. Final segment of the show. Big thanks. We just had uh, Dimitri Ravanos on the show. A uh, Barrett Sports Media. On why the ACC is screwed, uh, Joe Pershing of The Athletic joined us at noon today, no, oh, 1220. Brayden Gall of the Fringe Element podcast and Athlon Sports at 1140 and then at 1040. Uh, Beth Troutman made her uh, bi-weekly appearance on this show in her bi-weekly attempt to get the show canceled. All of those interviews up on WFNZ.com. But I'm expecting a call. At some point in this segment, I'm hoping that this person can make an appearance because, um, listen, I have no problem with being a, a true and good American patriot. I don't. But I do have a problem with people slandering needlessly other nations and other peoples. That, to me, is not American. That, to me, is ignorant, and we uh, we have this person on the guest line. We're going to get to them in just a second here. But I want to give itty-bitty-fitty one second here. Do not tell the people who called in here. I want you to spout some of that ugliness about uh, America's ally, the United Kingdom, and the British people. I want I want you to g- give people a taste of what you said at the end of, of two shows ago. You really just love to start trouble. Yes. As a grown yes. adult. Yes, I am an absolute bleep starter. I had to make sure I was bleeping the right word out of that. <laughs> bleeping the bleep? Yeah, I had to bleep the bleep. So, so
3: what? What? So what did you have to say about the British people? Look, it was in the good spirit of the Fourth of July. Uh huh. No, no, no. Don't is, qualify it. Say what you said. Slappy. It was just that Brit That everything about British, Britain, British people, it all sucks. Okay. In in response to it being the day, because like, had we been on the Fourth of July, had we worked? It had been four hours of me just bombing Britain.
1: So I got like twelve minutes. So oh, and no. By the way, so it's because it's under the guise that the there was a war two hundred and some years ago for the independence of America. Yes. Yes. Okay. Did you then later in the interview invoke your German roots? I just claimed that as a American slash German. Yeah, I wouldn't go to that card. I. I Germans, sit this one out for at least another twenty-two years That's or not twenty-three what they do, years or they so. They always get involved, and look how it worked out for everyone involved. We just show back up and kick their no, ass. No, the point is, the greater point is, you can't say, "Well, two hundred and some years ago, bleep the British," and then, "Oh, by the way, Germany, you can't do it." The two <laughs> things cannot be said at the same time, sir. So it is time for itty bitty fitty. To get his comeuppance, because we're going to welcome on, you know her, you love her. She is part of the Charlotte FC radio broadcast here on your home for Charlotte FC uh, football, Jessica Charman. Jessica, welcome to the show. On behalf of the show, I apologize directly to you and your country people for the way Itty Bitty Fitty talked about you earlier this week.
0: Listen, it hurt. It hurt because I thought he was one of us. I thought he had embraced me into the WFNZ family, and then to go out so outrageously, incorrectly, when the kid doesn't even have a passport, Nick. Come on.
1: Itty-bitty-fitty. Do you have something to say to Jessica charm How does she know I don't have a passport? Because you've never left the country.
3: Well, that is that is very true. I have no desire just, to leave the country.
0: Do
1: you just have a passport? And, and that's around?
0: what's wrong. Nick, I'm sorry, but that's what's wrong with some Americans that just don't realize that there's a lot outside of these beautiful walls of the country you know it's a good country here but the grass can be greener or at least equally green on the other side
1: so let me ask you itty bitty fitty said there's nothing good about british people the (laughs) brits the uk in general i want you to tell us now it's an ad for the united kingdom uh tell us all the best things about where you're from
0: Firstly, listen to the accents. Let's be honest here. It's a glorious voice through your airwaves. We've had lots of fans of WFND growing since they've heard Jessica Charmin on the sound waves. Secondly, we've got Adele. Adele has some big hits, and a lot of your mums love an Adele CD for their, uh, their gifts, right? Uh, Doctor Who, we started the office. Yes, the American office is probably as good, but still, the office is existing. Fish and chips, pretty good. Pies with meat. Pretty good. Nick, you haven't joined us in the English candy challenge, but you can ask your morning boys. Also very good. And here's my thing. A lot of people have said USA over England, but is it Willie P over Jess or is it the other way around?
1: Oh, it's yes over Willie P. He got mad at me hacking his Twitter account the other day. So this oh, no, is Nick.
0: Nick, he was furious. We were, we were on the phone. He, he was genuinely mad. And he told me I was very childish too, because I found it funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a Jessica Charman stand show. All right. Because Itty Bitty Fitty went on for five whole damn minutes, besmirching the English people, the United Kingdom, the Brits, literally anyone who's been to Britain, Great Britain, the UK, I will now give you, Jessica Charman, the floor to roast Itty Bitty Fitty in any way you like.
0: Okay, there's just one thing, Itty, that just bothers me a little bit. Who voted you most eligible bachelor? Because Nick brought up my friends, and if I had to choose a friend, to date a member of the WFNZ team as the Bachelor, it would probably be Flounder.
1: Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, she just dropped the big one
3: on you. Itty-bitty-fitty, your response? He wouldn't know what to do with her. But you have a teddy bear in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> and and that teddy bear has seen things that a Flounder could only dream of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People <laughs> like innocence It's a beautiful thing And Flounder is a sweet sweet man
3: Yeah he's too busy singing happy birthday To Ashley Stroh So he'd probably just turn down One of your your great friends anyway And by the way my title Was hand given from Nick Wilson himself No 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 Jessica, no. This
1: is a lie Itty-bitty-fitty declared himself off-air, and I think it's so funny <laughs> that he thinks that's a title to wear proudly that I just haven't fought have him poll, on Nick?
0: it. Can we have a poll, Nick? Can you post the Twitter poll?
1: I think, again, should should it be, is itty-bitty-fitty Charlotte's most eligible, or WFNC's most eligible bachelor, or should it list the single men at the station and oh, let people know? Oh,
0: it's, gotta vote? it's uh, got to list them. It's got to list them. I'm sorry. To be it's fair, the poll can't
1: handle
3: all the single men at the station.
1: All right, we're not going where that can go, so we're just going to leave that be. Follow her on Twitter, at JessTalksFooty. Jess, again, I apologize on behalf of a non-ignorant Americans. Uh, we we love the Brits. We we love what you do on the station. And and don't forget, retweet the poll here that I put up in about 12 minutes, okay? I've got you,
0: and God save the Queen, and God bless America.
1: Uh, my best of fat, Andy. That's, listen— this has already been a Jessica Charman stand show. I will stand for Jessica Charman. When I found out that her dad is a legendary English I don't, radio caller, I don't know if he didn't even sports talk radio over there, but that his his handle is Fat Andy. Fat Andy needs to come to Big Daddy, and Big Daddy needs to come to Fat Andy. There needs to be a meeting of Big and Fat. Big Daddy and Fat Andy, it needs to happen. That's a podcast. That is me and him drinking on Zoom and just probably getting me fired. You, would you like to apologize?
3: Well, still, I, I'm never going to apologize for crapping all over the Brits. Mm. Like someone's got to have the... They, they already took the L. Like someone's got the gusto to just keep doing it. And
1: as has been proven, you're a great mentor. Maybe you, should, maybe you should squash whatever's going on with your German friends for a little bit. Maybe give the Brits a rest. They've had 250 years to think about that L. You, you need to get to your Mark Spain real estate, <laughs> Nick, because I, I, I could get like so many ways that
3: would officially, <laughs> it would just end both of
1: us. Panther Bo saying, um, oh man, I, I'm sorry. Jess, uh, Charisma Supreme saying, Jessica packing his ass up, LOL. You got to take the L. Like the Brits 250 years ago, take the L right now on air. She owns you. No, she didn't. <laughs> uh all right uh let's get to the mark spain real estate nick pick all right this one we will not have until the end of the season i'm taking baker mayfield's 10 to 1 odds to be the comeback player of the year in the nfl that was your hot take that no it's not hot take oh. it's my good bet so okay. we're gonna have to wait uh carry the two like five months for that award to come out but i will accept in the same way That I am accepting anyone here in within earshot saying Nick Wilson was right. It was all basically the morning show did today. Um, I will accept I was right in five months when Baker Mayfield is the comeback player of the year in the NFL. Mm. And you know what? Screw it. This is what my this is my what you're burning on today. Itty bitty fitty. I'm guaranteeing a wild card berth for the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers will be no worse than the seven seed in the NFC thanks to the presence of Baker Mayfield. Lock it in. Set it in stone. It's better than any of my baseball guarantees. It is the real damn truth. Baker Mayfield will be the comeback player of the year and lock it in. Panthers in the playoffs this year. I have Jim Slaney on the line. Oh, there's no way. There's no way we can get to Jimmy... Jimmy, can you give it to us in about 45 seconds, my guy?
0: I'll give it to you in less. I want to be on the most eligible bachelor list. I still consider myself an employee down at the station. I go on all the shows. And uh, so so for the girls, uh, marry me. Uh, I'll live for a couple of years. I'll be dead. And you'll be rich. Oh.
1: <laughs> Jim, that's the greatest sales pitch. That's the greatest elevator pitch I've ever heard in my life, Jim Salania. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, then you can go Mary Flounder or itty-bitty, okay?
1: <laughs> uh, they're going to have Jim Salania's sloppy seconds. We're putting it up. And Nick Wilson says, Who should be Charlotte's most eligible bachelor? Itty-bitty-fitty, T-bone, Flounder, or Jim Selania? That's coming up on Twitter after the show. Big thanks to all our guests. Check them out. Full Hours Bits Interviews, WFNZ.com. I probably should have saved the Panthers guaranteed till tomorrow, but screw it. Baker Mayfield's a comeback player of the year. Panthers in the playoffs in 2022. We'll be back tomorrow. The hack song, the Jim Selenia gold brick ceremony. That might be part of it until tomorrow at 10 a.m. Nick Wilson for MFA saying stay safe and be good, Charlotte. Lord, I love you, Carolina.
0: Hasta la vista. Maybe.
2: Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you later. Charmed, I'm sure. I'm really the and that's all, folks. Okay, bye.